0: going to go into some worship here. It's family worship, so welcome to the kiddos. Nice to see you guys in church. All right, if you guys will stand, we're going to start with a prayer, and then we're going to go into some worship. Heavenly Father, we thank you for bringing us together. We thank you um, for the joy of getting to worship you, for the joy of getting to serve you. And we thank you so much, God, for your faithfulness. And I pray, Lord, that as we are worshiping today, that you meet us where we're at, that you come fill us up, fill up our dry, weary bones, and just, just help some of us feel like we're coming back to life again, Lord. I pray for a renewing of our hearts and minds. We thank you, Jesus.
1: Let the King of my heart be the mountain where I run, the fountain I drink from. Oh, He is my song, and let the King of my heart be the shadow. Let the king of my heart be the wind inside my sails the anchor in the waves. oh he is my song and let the king
0: Thank you lord for your faithfulness and even when we can't feel you and even when it doesn't seem like you're in control we know that you are help us lord to trust you
1: Show. breath we could ever breathe, we live for you. Jesus, the name above the name, Jesus, the only one who could ever say.
0: Thank you, Jesus.
1: to the fire.
0: you to come we invite you here and Lord I think there are a lot of us who are feeling weak and weary and exhausted and I just pray Lord that we are able to be filled up by you that we are able to get our joy back that we are able to lay our worry at your feet Help us to fix our eyes on you, Lord, rather than on the problems we're facing. Help us to fix our eyes on you and walk with us as we learn to do that. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.
2: church family. It's good to see you here today. I'm going to um, do a couple quick announcements and then we're going to stand up and greet each other and tell each other good morning. Um, We've got some really cool small groups coming up. Um, Also women's ministry is going to be kicking off. So starting September 15th at 6 30 here at the church there's going to be two different groups going. To be an alpha group going and um the if you guys would wave for me hi um leading the alpha group and then I'm going to be doing a group um going through the book study of the celebration of discipline if you've never done it before or are interested in it come talk to me I'll kind of give you a little more information about it um, we also have these things kind of on our social media page so if you're trying to remember when was that thing that was happening at the time that, those will be on there. Um, and then is going to be kicking off that Sunday as well as women's ministry. So September 19th, women's ministry, small groups, you guys are going to get together right after service. And you're going to meet in some small groups and kind of talk about where you're going and what you're doing and generally how much more amazing you guys are than us men. Um, I can affirm that because I know it's true. I'm a man of integrity. Yes. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to reiterate that. Aaron said that if you could let her or Palmer, Deb, could you wave as well? Okay. Let one of them know if you're coming, there's going to be a lunch. And if you need childcare, we need to know that as well so we can get that taken care of. So September 19th, right after service, If you need lunch or chair, please let our friends know or sign up online. Online, look for the little cute picture of the bow in its hair, and that's where the sign-up is. So those things are kind of the information for that. And then youth group, 530 to 7, here at the church, starting September 19th. Okay, I think that's for what we've got coming up. Um, I'm stoked. I'm actually stoked about us. And I am, I, and I hope all of you are as well, fervently praying for the health situation to turn around in the valley so that we don't get squished um, from that happening. So we're, we're, hopefully you guys are all praying. I, I am praying. Um, if I could get everyone to stand, please, I would appreciate it. Speaking of standing and greeting each other, we are going to start uh, our goal September. Um, we'll see kind of which part of September this happens, but we're wanting to have a social time before service every Sunday. So our our plan at this point is at 10 o'clock, kind of over here in the West, we're going to have coffee, we're going to have donuts, we're going to have some fresh fruit. And from like 10 to 1020, just have a time where you go up and hang out, start to meet each other, start meeting each other, kind of have some community kind of building um that that's our hope and prayers that we because sunday morning five minutes it's just not enough it's just not enough so we're hoping maybe some folks will come come early and hang out with each other for a little bit okay if you guys would please go greedy and then we'll be back in about five minutes somebody shake a hand give a hug socially distanced
3: Hello. I can sing. I'm in a church and I'm singing. You know that reference. You're a good Christian then. All right. Hey guys, let's uh, give another socially distanced hug or and uh, make your way back to your seats here. I don't actually know all the rules. I have to keep a mask on, right? Okay. I don't. Why? Okay. If unless anybody objects, I'm gonna. I won't sneeze. Uh, Aaron chose to sit right in front of me, so. All right. All right. Hi guys, if uh, if this is your first time with us, welcome. I'm Ryan. Um, Everybody else, you know. Uh, So today uh, we are going to. uh, Well, first off, it's family service. If you haven't noticed, Uh, kids are hanging out, and so I didn't know that until this week. So I had an idea for a talk, and then I'm like, "Oh, I I need to make it kid appropriate." So uh, I have to remind myself I've already been asked to not swear at all, which I don't usually do anyway, but I, I promise I'll try not to swear. Um, I wouldn't do that anyway, probably. Uh, keep it shortish, um, and also we're going to take some time at the end to, to practice um, wha- what we're learning about. So, um, so that's kind of where we're at. Uh, let's, I'll play with this a little bit until it's quite right, but let's pray and we'll get started. Jesus, I thank you. Um, I thank you for my people here. I thank you for, this is, this is my family. Um, I thank you for our families within this family. Um, and I ask that as we talk about your word and talk about you, that, hmm, that you would make it more than words and that you'd make it more than belief and more than ideas. Holy Spirit, we invite you that you would, that you would move, that we'd feel you, we would experience you today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we are um, going to be talking about Matthew eleven twenty five through 30. It's called yokes on You, because kid, kids love egg humor. Uh, actually, food humor, have you guys seen Jim Gaffney? Anybody? Come on, people. If uh, my wife loves food humor. I mean, a Hot Pocket joke, and she is, like, rolling on the floor. So, so uh, anyway, the actual uh, sermon has nothing to do with eggs. It has to do with yolks, though, but different kinds of yolks that we'll get to. Um, so let's read the actual passage, um, and then we'll kind of unpack it a bit. Okay. So Matthew uh, 11, 25 through 30. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord heaven and earth because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. And I actually picked this before I knew it was family service, so the kid motif it must have been God. Uh, yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. All things committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal Him. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke, different kind of yoke, upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. So let's rewind just a little bit um, to kind of give us an idea, because we're jumping in kind of mid-story, so you might not know. On why is Jesus saying this stuff? So there's a few things going on. If you go back just a little bit, right before this, Jesus is kind of, <laughs> kind of bad mouthing or uh, like correcting these different villages that um, he had gone around and done miracles in. Um, he had he had taught in. Uh, he's saying, "What do you?" And a bunch, a bunch of different villages um, because he was kind of like this local celebrity. People were really into Jesus. He was, he was healing people. He was casting out demons. He was doing stuff that was crazy, like crazy, right? And so people were really, really interested in him, but they weren't, they weren't hearing his message of, like, turning your heart towards God. Uh, there was kind of this, like, wow, have you seen Jesus? He's working, like, all, it's like a magic show. Um, but there was this lack of, like, engagement, and Jesus, right before he said all this, was um, kind of, like, you guys don't get it. Like, yeah, I'm healing people, but, like, if, if it's obvious that I'm doing something divine, that God is in this, like, your, your lives should also change as well. Um, and also in Luke 10, um, there, this kind of passage shows up, and in Luke 10 it talks about Jesus had sent out all of his disciples. Um, not just like there were, like, 72 other ones as well. People that followed him, and he said, hey, go out to all these villages, um, heal the sick like, do miracles, right, Um, and say the kingdom of God is near, like, go preach. Um, And so these—his disciples come back, and they report to Jesus, and they say, it worked. You told us to go heal people. And, like, I think he—they even say, even the demons submit to us in your name, meaning, like, they were going into these villages, and they were doing the stuff that Jesus was doing. And they come back, and they're all excited, and they tell Jesus, and that is why Jesus is— when he says this. He, he says again, um, at that time, after all this just happened, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to the little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. My tone probably doesn't do justice, but Jesus is like kind of gleeful. He's excited by what, what he's hearing. Um, in both passages, Jesus praises his father for revealing all of this to the little children. So that's another way of saying like common folk, like you and me. Um, Jesus is, is excited because God is doing this among the, the unassuming, not the experts, not the leaders um, of the day. Um, and in fact, he says like God's actually hidden this stuff from the people that should know all the answers, right? Um, at that time, it would have been the Pharisees. You hear that name come up a lot, or the religious leaders. Today, it would be the pastors, or the scholars, or, or whoever, right? Um, I mean, like, you hear, probably Dusty and me both re- reference Tom Wright or N.T. Wright a lot. If you don't know who that is yet, he's really cool. He's an expert. We like him. But, like, we still defer to and refer to experts and think they have the answer to God, right? Jesus is stoked because— like, no, nah, no, no, I'm going to reveal it to th- these common people, just you, you everybody, everyday people. Um, and there's something gleeful in that, that Jesus, uh, Jesus is kind of showing here. Uh, I don't think this necessarily means that, like, smart and studied, or if you're an expert in something is bad. I Don't hear that, please. And, and that, like, childish and immature and, like, having no, you know, um, no education equals good and God only, you know, values that but I think it refers more to how we approach God. How, how do we approach God? Um, do we approach God simply with humility um, as, as learners, or do we approach God with like certainty? Do we think we know, or we figure God out, or we know if I do this, this, and this, God will, God will do what I want him to do. And I think it's more about that. Um, you know, if, if we look more like experts. Maybe there's something a little off, because Jesus seems to be pretty excited about um, revealing himself to just the common people. Uh, Jesus says this pleased God. He enjoys doing it this way, kind of snubbing experts and elevating common folk. Um, We actually see this a lot with Jesus. If you you have read the Gospels, we talk, I mean, we read the Gospels here at church. We've gone through John, probably going to go into Luke next year, because we know this is our anchor, right? And we kind of keep coming back to keep him fresh in our minds. Um, but God, God enjoys doing the unexpected. He, he does stuff that we don't expect um, very, very often. Um, even kind of offensive. I mean, kind of listen to what he said next. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and those whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Pretty common Passage. If you've been in church or been a Christian for a while, this is one that shows up in Luke. It shows up in different places. Um, this literally is saying he is the only one who really knows what, who God is. This would have been <laughs> incredibly bold. This would have been so offensive. I mean, he's talking to Jewish people who have a history with God. We have the Old Testament, right? We read it. God has revealed Himself. He they they have the law moses they like well, they knew a lot about god jesus is like yeah i'm the only one that really knows the father i don't remember um but i've read somewhere that like the majority of people if you ask them what they think of jesus not not christians just people kind of like jesus they think he's cool um but as soon as you say like do you think that he's like the way to god or the only path that's offensive people to hear that, and it would have been the same for for people that were hearing Jesus. He was saying something pretty crazy, like, I'm the only way to get to God. Um, Only through Jesus can they or we know God, Um, or in other words, if to get to God in any way that doesn't involve Jesus, it probably is not going to work. I'm going to say that again, because it is offensive. It might be even offensive to some of some hearers, um, because because that sounds kind of harsh or sounds really limited, but if you're trying to get to God and Jesus is not a part of that, it's probably not going to work. Um, what ways do we try to get to God? So, I mean, there's really obvious ones, right? Christianity is a religion. There are other religions. Um, and so around the world, so that's one way people try to get to God. And I get why it would be offensive if you're like, well, I, awesome. You follow this belief system, and that's great, and you're a good person. Um, but I believe that Jesus is the only way. You're basically saying that there doesn't work. It makes sense why that would be offensive. Um, but uh, that's one way, religion. Um, but I, I kind of think it's more interesting, do us that follow Jesus, Christians— Do we try to get to God with Jesus ourselves? I mean, I follow Jesus. I Jesus. I've given my life to Jesus. But do do I still fall into a trap? I'm trying to get to the Father, um, try to know God, and kind of leave Jesus out of the mix. Which sounds really weird, but let me kind of explain that a bit. I know I do. So maybe it's just me. Um, But I often try to be good enough on my own. I, like, try to be good. I don't think, like, I'm being good to earn God's favor or love, but I try to be good a lot. And often I try to do it on my own strength, right? Like, I don't think to pray or ask God. I just try to be better. Um, or I try to—this is really true right now. I'm a teacher, a middle school teacher. I know Yakima went back already. How's it going, Yakima? Is it good? Yay? Yeah, it sounds like you got excited. Uh, East Valley goes back uh, tomorrow. I, I teach in East Valley. Um, I, when summer break hit, I did not think about my job for like two months. Like, I, I uh, if any students are listening, I don't think any students are listening to, th- to this, but like, I forgot all your names. I, don't, I just like, you're, you're dead to me. It's summer and I'm thinking about work. Um, but, I know when I'm trying to either do or figure things out on my own and probably not involving God enough or Jesus enough when I become really, really anxious. I haven't thought about work for two months and the last, like, three or four nights, I'm sure some people can relate, you wake up dreaming about work and, like, solving problems or thinking about the what-ifs, you know, what if it goes this way, are just, like, you wake up stressed, I haven't thought about work in two months, and now I'm like, every morning I wake up thinking about like, ugh, like, it feels like I've already worked for hours, and I'm stressed out, um, and my head just runs through it, um, and I've been trying to figure it out. I, even this, this sermon, on top of that, right, I'm teaching tomorrow, this sermon, I've been trying to figure this out, and I've been stressed out, and a lot of it is, I've been trying to do it with my own intelligence, my own power, my own abilities, um which is really ironic cuz i'm teaching about like going to jesus um which maybe that's why i'm doing it god's teaching me something um but if i'm trying to figure it out on my own it doesn't really work out um when what i really need to do and last week i think it was last week we had this is the closest i'm going to do to swearing today but we had the term shut up last week like just shut up some families i know your kids can't say that so i'm sorry uh, uh but hush whatever um but sometimes i just need to hush and go to jesus and let him kind of carry that for me and so i think we do sometimes try to get to god without jesus um even while loving jesus um but the truth is jesus is the only way to father god um, so he's the one we need to go to all right this is the last little bit of the scripture again and we're going to unpack that. Um, and when we're done with that, we're going we, like I said, we're going to practice it, I think. Um, practice makes perfect. But you can't be perfect because that's ridiculous. So, whatever. Uh, co- come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke from you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and I will rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Again, not an egg yolk. We'll get into it. Most of you probably already know what it is, but um, I'm going to ask a question. We don't do this a lot because it could go crazy, but um, would you please raise your hand if you are burdened or weary or stressed or worried or have some sort of problem in the back of your mind today or in the last week? And I'm actually going to wait because I have to get to teaching again, because I remember I forgot all about it, but it's wait time. Uh, Most of us, right? Uh, Now, this is even scarier for me. Would anybody be willing just to say out something this last week or two that, it doesn't have to be really personal, but it it can be big picture, but whatever, that has burdened you or has burdened us? Say it if you can think of one. One of your kids. Oh, my goodness. George. (laughs) <laughs> oh, this is family service, people. Uh, <laughs> Kids, okay. Anybody else? Work. Hey, Amen. You're back to work yet? Tomorrow. I feel it. Masks. I don't have to wear a mask, apparently, so I don't care. But uh, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. and I'll put it on as soon as I, I leave here. But yes, ma- masks, mandates. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Conflict, right? There's conflict freaking everywhere. Uh, there has been smoke for how many days now? Holy smokes! There's been so much smoke. Uh, there before that, there was 110 degrees for like a year. Um, there has there has been so many things. Um, yes, COVID, new mandates, smoke, all of the personal things that we're dealing with in the news. Afghanistan. Holy smokes! What a mess. Plus, like now, almost 200 people have died, and it might happen again. Like, it has been a hard week or two, which I'm guessing if we looked back, we could say that about most weeks, right? But there, there is something that burdens all of us, first all the time, and Jesus knows us. He's saying, "Come to me if you are burdened or weary." Most of us are burdened by something most of the time, and a lot of us are weary. Or tired, and Annette shared that today, like if you're tired, I feel that too. Um, and, and I think a lot of us are in the same boat. Um, Jesus has come to me though. He was speaking to people who were weary and burdened just like us. And the to- and he told them the answer was to take on his yoke. It's no surprise because all of you are smart, but if you didn't know what a yoke this is a yoke. Um, it's a wooden beam that you put over animals. I suppose you could put it over your child if they're being bad or something. Uh, and, and you make the animal pull a plow or do manual labor. Um, it is, it's a, um, it's a tool for work. Now when Jesus says, hey, are you, are you tired? You should come to me and wear my yoke. On surface level, that doesn't sound great honestly like mm, jesus put on your yoke yokes especially to people that he was talking to um it was often imaged for like servitude or even slavery i mean a yoke doesn't sound that great it sounds like hard work sounds like sweaty work which if you don't like to sweat like me that's like the worst kind of work um yokes don't sound that great and yet jesus says hey if you're tired put on my yoke um Notice though that notice that Jesus doesn't say the way to find rest from our body is no yoke, no 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 yoke on us. Um, it's not uh, I'm going to free you from any sort of um, thing that you have to follow or obey. Or He's not saying that. Um, the answer is to take on His yoke, because actually it's really impossible to not have a yoke. I think Jesus knew, and I think we know too, if we really think about it, that if you're to Jesus, you're yoked to something. You, you serve something. You know, it's, it's almost folk wisdom cliche, but it's really true. Everybody worships something. Everybody serves something. Um, Jesus knew this. We know it in our guts. And so Jesus wasn't saying, hey, there's no such thing. You don't need a yoke. We, we, we can't get out of that. He's saying, take on my yoke. Um, For his hearers, and maybe even for some of us within the church, um, that yoke can be religion, right? Uh, His people, the Jewish people, had been told that the solution to getting to God, the solution to the better life, was just be better. Follow a ton of rules, and those rules were actually given by God, the law, if you read them in the Old Testament. A lot of them were not. A lot of them were like new rules— that were then put upon the people to follow. And if you don't follow all the rules, you're not going to find God, and you're, you're going to be cursed or punished, and it's going to be really bad for you. Um, but Jesus knew that you can follow all the rules and still be messed up on the inside. Rules alone don't really bring peace. Um, and in fact, he talks about this uh, in Matthew, later in Matthew, Jesus says, uh, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees, or today pastors and experts, people that lead people into spiritual, you know, following God, um, are the official interpreters of the law of Moses. So practice and obey whatever they tell you. Like What they're saying might be technically correct, um, but don't follow their example, for they don't practice what they teach. They crush people with unbearable religious demands and never lift a finger to ease the burden. So he's saying like the law, or for us, obeying what Jesus has asked us to do, is good and right. Um, to just be burned down by, by the law or by rules alone, it, it crushes us. Um, our, our society has rules, too. America has, has uh, freedom, right? I mean, freedom and liberty. And that can mean literally anything. Uh, you know, we, we believe freedom— to do what you want, to follow your follow your dreams, to be who you want, to lift yourself up by your bootstraps, to believe what you want, to think what you want. freedom sounds really great, right? Freedom sounds a lot better than a yoke. I don't want to wear a yoke. I'd rather be free. Um, on paper, freedom is awesome. But have we noticed? I hope we've noticed that with freedom, pursuing just freedom without Jesus, it always brings conflict. Because my freedom might be different than what your idea of freedom is. Um, And so your freedom might affect me negatively, and vice versa. It seems like pursuing freedom itself makes most of us pretty burdened or weary. Um, I mean, just most of us raise our hand. Look at our our country right now. A lot of people don't seem very free or very unburdened. A lot of us feel really exhausted by things. Even though our ideal as a society is, is freedom. Um, but jesus said also or no, excuse me. Jesus did not say this. This is paul Uh, he says it is for freedom that christ has set us free though so thing take on my yoke but For freedom stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery Um, we're all yoked to something. Jesus knew that We know it and so jesus is saying like don't go back to those things or be to those things that really don't bring you rest or freedom. Um, I think I'm going shorter than usual. I feel like I'm going too long, but we're, we're getting there, people. I promise. Um, so Jesus tells us to to put on his yoke, uh, not because he's trying to entrap us. And I think that that's the common idea about God, right? He likes us to follow his, his ways because he's God, and he likes to tell us what to do, and um, and that is not the reason that Jesus is asking them or asking us to take on his yoke. Uh, he just knows that we're going to wear a yoke anyway. We're going to worship or follow something anyway. Um, some of us wear the yoke of bad religion, right? To me, bad religion is doing all the right things minus the right heart, right? Doing all the Christian things, but being really angry and bitter um, and. Uh, Or doing all the right things, hoping that it will make God happy, but like, it's just kind of a begrudging thing. That's bad religion. Um, Or bad living, right? Doing things any way other than God's way. We might call that sin. Um, Both of those are yokes that we often take on ourselves. Um, Both of them don't have Jesus in the mix. Um, So those are the real yokes of sin. Luckily, we do have Jesus. Uh, He gives us another way. Jesus claims he's gentle and humble. Um, maybe I should read that one last time, because I feel like it's good. Most of what Jesus said is pretty good. Uh, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. Try not to—I'm trying not to—just read that. Like, yep, Jesus said that, cool. Like, most of us raise our hand that we're burdened. Jesus said, come to me— if if you're tired and exhausted and i will give you rest he's he's telling us he will give us rest he's gentle and humble put my yoke upon you and learn from me for i am gentle and humble this is not like for them the religious leaders rules it's not even like us sometimes. We have extra rules that we try to follow or we put on ourselves. Extra expectations. Um, and it's certainly not like our culture. Uh, our culture, minus Jesus a lot of time, can be cutthroat. I wrote a list here. I want to read them because I thought they were cool words. But uh, Our culture can be cutthroat, right? Unmerciful. I would say that, that is so true. Self-righteous. Evil sometimes. Weak. Mostly hypocritical, and all those things at once, right? All those paths, trying to do doing it a religious, bad religious way, or a bad living way, they just end up exhausting us. Um, so Jesus says, come to me, I am humble, uh, gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Um, it's interesting, it seems like often when we try to relieve our burdens without Jesus, um, those things become burdens themselves uh for my yoke is easy and my burden is light jesus promises rest for our souls his yoke is easy and it's light following jesus it it does involve a yoke though it does involve following him um submitting obeying words that not all of us love Uh, i don't love those words um it does mean kind of laying down what i want for what jesus wants um Choosing to let him teach and lead us, but Jesus knows it's it's a heart thing first, right? And that's where God meets us. Um, I'm hoping that when we practice this that some of us experience that today. I'll explain that in a minute. Um, Jesus meets us at the level that's most important. He's not laying new rules on us. He's not saying like just be better. Um, He's asking us to come to him to follow him. And he promises to give us rest um, from everything that's making us tired. So that was. Well, is that the real time? I know I'm obsessed with time sometimes. Oh yeah, I'm good. Um, but I, I really think nope that that we should practice this. So a couple things to remember, and then I'm going to explain what I'm going to do here. God enjoys doing the unexpected which I personally really like. Um, I think that's, that's a huge part of the good news, right? What we expect or what we think, God often interrupts that and does, does otherwise. Jesus is the only way to father God. Most of us would say, of here, of course, but can we think about, do we always live that? Do we always go through Jesus to find peace, to find our way to God? Um, we're all yoked to something, So, follow Jesus if you really want some rest. So, here's how I'd like to practice this. Um, uh, We've done this before uh, where we've like broke, and I I know I'll put my mask on again, don't worry. Uh, But I know we're trying to distance still or whatever. Um, But we are going to pray together. So, I'm not not up here, but we're going to turn and and pray with people kind of around us, however you're comfortable. if, if it's just your family, we do have family worship. I know some, there are some big families there, but there are some singletons or just couples. If you would feel comfortable joining a family so it's not just like parents just praying for their kids, but what I, so like groups of six or so, I think would be cool. Um, but Jesus says, Come to me if you're weary. Most of us said we're weary. And he said that he'll give us rest. Now, I'm not guaranteeing what that means. Uh, That's between you and God, and often it's a heart thing, and sometimes it's not like that. Sometimes it is, but I trust Jesus. So I think I would like us to um, get into groups. Again, a little out of our box. We've done it a few times. Um, I'd like us to share what is burdening us. I especially really feel like this is for the kids. I know kids, when I'm up here, more when Dusty's up here when I'm up here, you check out, uh, and you're not listening. More when Dusty's up here, you guys check out. Uh, but I really think that if there's kids in the crowd, they're a priority today. I mean, Jesus says the little children, um, which he's talking about all of us, but, um, hear out, hear out the, our kids, like, what, what's stressing them out? What are they worried about? A lot of them, maybe they're excited to go to school, maybe they're not. There wasn't a huge, huge whoop of <laughs> excitement when I asked, uh, Maybe it's something else, and I know you're vulnerable, and maybe you're not comfortable sharing really, really personal. That's not what I'm asking, but um, share what just seems to be burdening you, and then another rule, you can't, I'm going to put a rule on you, which is the un-Jesus way, but uh, you can't give advice. You can't tell them, well, you know, blah, 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 or in the Bible. I just want us to share what's burdening us, and then bring it to Jesus because Jesus is the one that's going to bring rest, not anything that you can say to anybody. Um, so, dang, I'm like getting in teacher mode? So, when you're in the group, hey guys, what's bugging you right now? What are you worried about? I'm worried about this. Um, I'm worried about this. Okay, let's pray. Jesus, we bring these worries to you. Would you give us rest? And just kind of wait on him. We're going to only do this for, well, we'll do it for as long as it needs, five minutes or so. Um, but try to give space, see if, see if God is, does something. Um, I'm really hopeful that he does. Um, after that, uh, we're going to do one last song, kind of like a, like an exit thing. Uh, if there is something, if you need prayer, if doesn't do it for you, or it's just too, it's not, not private enough, um, I'm not going to stand up here. I'm going to stand back there um, after while we're doing the song. If you need prayer for something else as well, I want to leave room for that. But I'm going to be back there, so come find me. Um, I, there might be someone else too I can snag back there um, but right now in a group share what burdens you what you're worried about, what stresses you out it can be little or big invite Jesus to bring rest to, to your group um, and then uh, we'll see where, what happens is that okay? I don't care if it's not okay, you're doing it alright, so uh, <laughs> uh, so again, yes uh, Group off if you are by yourself. Uh, Maybe approach someone if you notice someone doesn't seem quite comfortable. Go to them. Most of you people are part of this church, so be brave. You can do it.